goes and so does the market, man. So if y'all remember, I made a statement. I made two statements. One statement was early, early, early. Some of y'all like don't know me around this time, but I said, yo, Apple is worth $90. See, Apple is worth $90. This is around the time it was $165. People was like, man, Apple ain't gonna never get to $90. It may not. But this is what it's worth. Around 150 is once this came on. I still had the same thing, but I said, yo, Apple was going to go to 120. Is that 155 around that time? I said, Apple's going to go to 120. I didn't move my 190 valuation. What happens is we set price points on stocks. You figure out what a stock is worth, write this down. First thing you do is you figure out what the stock is worth. Okay, let's, let's walk through this. You figure out what a stock is worth first. That's the first thing you do. Figure out what it's worth. Once you figure out what it's worth, then you say, where is the stock at now? And then you say, at what point do I create price points? Salute to everybody that's giving a super chest. I love y'all so much. I love y'all so much. So then we say it's worth 90. It's at 155. Our buying points may be 120. It may be 130 or one. You know, we set up. So mine was okay. It's worth 90. I see it going to 120. So I'm not going to touch it until it hits 120. Like at 120, I'm like, ah, it's attractive. Now, here's the thing that we must understand. I want you to understand this. This is important right here. This is important right here. You have to give yourself a range because when you're evaluating a stock, you're always looking at expectations. For me, it's a discount cash flow for what it can produce in the future. Nobody can exactly say what the stock can produce in the future. So, these are hypotheticals or a hypothesis, which is an educated guess based on data. Now, if I say Apple is worth 90, we have a range that may be from 90 to 95, right? Because the $90 isn't set in stone, but what it is saying is based on a discount cash flow formula, here's the range. The, the triple beam says 90, so our range is between 90 and 95. So the triple beam says, so from the triple beam from 90, we say, okay, well, 120 is in our range at our first buying point. First buying point, meaning I can now create a position. Oh, this is good. This is good. The first buying point is saying I can create a position, meaning it gets to 120. I now have a range between maybe 119 and 124. That may be my range. So within that range, I now can maybe start a position. Once it gets, but I won't touch it from 120. I now won't touch it till about one, ah, 90, 100 maybe. You with me? So, 120 is my range, so 118 or maybe 124, that range doesn't move the needle that much. 
I won't touch it again until maybe $90, which is the buy-in price. Now, once it hits the 90, I now go heavy. But, but, we're paying attention to the economic environment. What is the economic environment says? Why is Apple going down? Remember, Apple and Tesla right now is dragging the market. They represent 9% of the entire market cap of the S&P 500. What is the catalyst to them both? Have earnings declined on both of them? Probably not. Tesla actually had a good year, but they missed. Instead of producing 50%, they pr- pr- produced 40%. Apple is actually not declining, but they're having what? An issue. What is the issue? Supply chain issues. Supply chain issues mean what? We won't produce as many iPhones as we want. We won't produce as many MacBooks as we want. We won't produce as many products as we want. Why? Because there's a supply chain issue. That supply chain issue now causes a weakness in demand. The weakness in demand now tells investors, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> that boy is good. Damn, good and terrible. Hey, I really love talking to y'all, yeah. In case y'all don't know this, man, I really love doing this. That's why I sat down. I sat down because I felt like it gave us a more comfortable, a more subtle feel. I felt like I could get deep in my bag sitting down. At certain parts of me standing up, I felt like I was rushing through the content so I can get the hell off the stage. <laughs> Now we just gonna teach. We gonna own. We gonna own the name. That's fine. Oh, my bad. My bad. All right, man. All right. So Apple goes down. So. Here's the thing, y'all. Remember, Apple makes up 7% of the, of the S&P by itself. When Apple and Tesla is down, the market will fall. Appreciate everybody for the super chat. I love y'all so much. When Apple and Tesla fall together simultaneously, the market will fall because now we're talking about 9% of the entire S&P. You're talking about two companies representing 9% of an entire market. This now drives the market down. So Google was up today. Amazon was up today. Uh, Netflix was up today. Facebook was even up today. Wait. Shout to Facebook being up today. But because Apple and because Tesla were down, they dragged the market down, those two alone. And so because those two dragged the market down, we see a market that's falling. Let's go, man. Ha, ah, the mighty fall. Man, listen, Tesla falls 12% today. Is it the end? Do we flush it? <laughs> That was a lot in that flush, bro. Or is it a bag on in the making? So here's what I'll say. Dave, did we get the other one? 
Dave, shout to my guy, man. I gave him this last minute and he came through for me. All right, so let's talk about this. Tesla's annual guidance, Tesla said they can grow at 50% annual sales a year. They said they can do that. They said we can grow, we can grow at 50% a year. Now, here's what I want you to understand. This year, production is still up 40%. This year, Tesla still produced 40%, which is good. The company is actually still profitable. All right. So, Trap, why is the company falling so hard? Remember, 12% in a day. Today. It has been on a decline. All right. Let's talk about it. Well, one, if you love Tesla, you've bought into Elon Musk. If you bought Tesla, you've bought into Elon Musk. So, right now, even though he's a genius, he is all over the place. Buying Twitter, the stock is down because of Elon, not because of the company. Let's say that again. Tesla stock is down because of Elon Musk, not because of the company. The company is still amazing. But anytime, and this is why I felt I don't like CEOs that have dual CEOs positions. So one of the reasons why Tesla is down is because Elon has sold so many shares of the company. He sold a lot of shares. He sold millions of shares over the last few months. He sold shares to buy Twitter. He sold sales to do so many different things. That drives the stock down. Think about selling 250 million shares of a company, yo. That's a lot. So that drove the stock down. And everything that he's doing with Tesla, with that, is driving the stock down. Second, that's right. He sold $40 billion worth of Tesla in 2022. Y'all, that's a lot of shares, man. $40 billion? Listen to me. There's companies that have a $40 billion market cap. There's companies that are worth $40 billion. In totality. You feel me? There's companies that are worth $40 billion in totality. He sold $40 billion worth of this stock alone. That is enough to drive a stock down. That's enough to drive a stock down. The company itself is still producing. But here's the second thing. Here's the second thing that we got to be mindful of. What is the growth catalyst for Tesla moving forward. Now, I think the, the truck is supposed to drop maybe the summer sometime, but we need to find a growth catalyst. The catalyst to a company is always important. What is it that is going to keep Tesla at a 50% growth, annual sales growth? Right? Now, I'm not telling anybody to sell. Now, here's going to be the thing. Let's go with it. 
Here's going to be the thing. This is good. We can't strap. Here's the thing. On January 25th, Elon will have a report. It is important on January 25th what he does. He has an opportunity to say this. Tesla's growth, we're going to switch guidance from 50% to 30%. So on January 25th, I want you all who love Tesla to pay attention to the guidance that Elon Musk gives to investors. Write that down. Write that down. On January 25th, Elon Musk has to tell investors, he will tell investors, he will give investors new guidance. The key metric in that whole thing is, does guidance go from 50% to 40 or 30%? At that point, you will see how the market reacts. Now check this out. In Q4, Tesla delivered 405,000 cars. In 2022, they delivered 1.3 million cars. That is more than any of its competitors. That is more than any of its competitors. Again, it is still up 40%. This is, this is amazing growth for a business. He's still producing more than his competitors. But, this is a big but. It's not 50%. And this is what happens when you have premiums baked into specific companies. So it's kind of like LeBron, right? If LeBron ever start putting up 20 and 10, we gonna feel like he fell off, right? If LeBron ever just put up 20 and 10, we gonna be like, Brian fell off. But anybody else, 20 and 10 is a solid career. That's gonna get you to the playoff. I mean, that's gonna get you to the damn All-Star game. 20 and 10, that's a good year. But if LeBron start doing 20 and 10, we feel like he fell off. Why? Because there's a premium baked into LeBron. If he don't put up 30 and 17 and 5 and 2, man, Brian fell off. There's a premium baked into Brian being Brian. There's a premium baked into him being the king. There's a premium baked into Tesla being Tesla. If Ford produces 40% year over year of their EVs, stock gonna run up. If, if, if any other company is producing 40% of their EVs, the stock runs up. Tesla produces 40% of their EVs, stock goes down. Not because the company is doing bad, but because there's a premium baked in that and plus who the CEO is. God damn. <laughs> that boy is good. Yo, I'm spitting facts tonight. Let's go, man. Woo, this is one of the episodes we got to cook up. Got to cook it up. Cook it, cook it, cook it, cook it, cook it. <laughs> All right, man. So listen, man, let's move a little further, man. Retail and consumer trends and expectations. All right. So here's what I have to say about that, man. 
We have to pay attention to retail and consumer. Why? Because America is a consumer-based economy. So the retail sector and the consumer will 100% always give us a temperature check of what the economy is doing. Worsening to one of the things we got to look for is consumer confidence, CCI, consumer confidence index. Always pay attention to that. Right. We want to pay attention to that. Also, we want to pay attention to what where the consumers are spending their money. Right. Right. So when I see food, beverage and personal health, want to pay attention to those as well. But most importantly, I like to pay attention to the discount sectors. I think that's where the winners are. Your five belows, your family dollars, your dollar trees. I don't, I don't, I think you should have some type of uh, exposure to the family dollar, the dollar general, the dollar trees. I think you should have some type of exposure to that because I don't think the consumer confidence is where it should be, but I think people are still spending money. Again, credit card debt is up 78%. So that discount is always baked in a premium. 